welcome to the Nightly Muse. I'm your host, Tanaya Shea, and uh, I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. Um, unfortunately, I've been fighting some sickness, and uh, it's been a little frustrating, but we're here. And so I'm glad to be back, like I said. Um, shout out Low Fly, of course, because he uh, provides the vibes that make this such a good time. So how could I not be anything but thankful? Um, another update. I live in a new town. <laughs> I moved back to Davidson and um, I'm really excited about that opportunity to live with my friends from church um you know who you are roommate <laughs> you know who you are roomies so thank you for um graciously uh, accepting me in and uh making the transition a little easier because it was uh it was tough moving out of my old spot and away from my good friend, so um, one of my best friends, my brother, and so that adjustment has not been easy. Um, tonight, I want to talk about one basketball, y'all. I I played basketball in high school. Um, basically, long story short of my career um, was I was too tall. Not too tall. I was too big to be a point guard, and I was too short to be a uh, a post player, a true post player. And so I played football. That's pretty much what happened to my career. But in reality, um, I really enjoyed... That was my first love. And I was a good shooter and always good enough to make the team, but my uh the tangibles i.e my physical stature kept me typically from getting a lot of playing time and also just was not the most confident in my skills when i um stepped into like team spaces when i played one-on-one with friends when i was you know outside of school basketball or whatever i had confidence but you know insecurity is a a terrible thing Anyway, but as an adult, I've kind of figured out like what I'm good at. You know, you're a little more confident in yourself. A lot of the things that keep you insecure as a child are just kind of gone. And so, y'all, I've been I've been killing it these past couple of weeks. Like the shot has just been falling and you know, it's nice. It feels good. I'm not even going to try to act like it doesn't. It is nice for the old ego to just be out here getting buckets getting getting cold hard buckets <laughs> anyway i am being silly and uh really what i wanted to talk about was the previous episode uh nightly musers nightly musers important announcement <laughs> it was actually two episodes ago and um I don't know why I felt like that was so important. 
that I needed to fix that in post-production, but uh, my timelines are important to me, almost as important as you are to me, so it must be done. All right, I'm going to go now. We got into faith and experiencing freedom and prayer and the past couple of weeks I was not there so it's kind of funny that it's taken me so long to upload that episode because now you're gonna get a back-to-back my life is so great and I just got a taste of freedom and Jesus is so wonderful and this episode is gonna chronicle this like month two basically where I was not in a good place with the Lord and um how I got out of that which is cool because I get to tell you the the whole story but like y'all let me tell you um life is an interesting thing and about you know just being vulnerable and transparent like I'm excited that I get to tell you the other side um all right so I was praying every day um, the month of August, and this started from a buddy of mine. Uh, we'll call him uh, Matt, um, Coach Matt. We love you. I don't know. I <laughs> anyway, Coach Corman. Uh, he's a good friend of mine now, and uh, sorry if my <clears throat> excuse me. I have been sick uh, for the past week, and I'm just kind of getting out of it, and so my voice is still struggling to get back, which is also part of why I have uh, not been recording as much. And I finally set up my like actual like recording stuff, and so this is probably going to be the best sounding uh, quality voice quality at least of the entire season because I'm not using my phone shout out um, my friend Mike who sold me um, his old podcasting equipment and I've just taken so long to set it up and I'm an idiot but anyway um, I'm giving you the goodies so that you can get excited for next season Woo! okay so um, long story short with coach Corman He was going through transition in his life and he was just talking about how prayer and really like spending time with God and hearing from God was just important to him. And I asked him some follow up questions and I got to a point where I was just really tired of. I was really tired of admiring other people's faith walks and doing nothing to implement it on my own and. I decided that night I was I was going to well I don't know if it was that night specifically but later on I, I I decided to to make that change and really prioritize my prayer life and not just pray like in bed and half asleep and you know there's a time for that um but to really like in the the typical rhythm for me was on my knees at my bedside and just praying and spending time with God and, and praying for other people. So it was intercession. It was relational intimacy with me and, and my God. And, um, 
my life changed, which is what, you know, last episode was about and just all the, the fruit that came of that. And, um, one thing in my life, I've always been kind of a little insecure about my experience with the, it, oh my gosh, this is, you know, getting back into the game, but <laughs> I've always been a little insecure about my spiritual relationship with God. And, um, basically, you know, I'd look around at all of these people, the, the, the generation before me, my parents' generation, and, and they just had these like super vibrant spiritual relationships with the Lord and, and they speak in tongues and they prophesy and they heal and they do all this stuff and they have this like real, like tangible experience with the spiritual and with God. And I'm like, man, am I doing something wrong? And being a pastor's kid, I would say I grew up in a charismatic background, but I didn't have a lot of charismatic experiences. Like I just said, I've never spoken in tongues, at least to where I actually, <laughs> I guess not knew what, I don't know how tongues works exactly, but I've never done it. Um, I have seen it and I, like I've seen it, I've, I've been around it. It doesn't freak me out. Like when I was a kid, I thought it was strange, but um, there's a lot of just, you know, I've never heard God speak to me the way that people talk about God speaking to them. And one of the things that I want to do here, because I am giving you the, how I got out, like, I want to give you the whole picture and not just say Christianese cliches that kind of leave you more confused than encouraged. And so, because that was my story. And so anyway, I don't know. I just heard uh, some rattling and I think it's because my arm was on the table. I'm getting used to like proper podcasting etiquette because now I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to bless the people with some good audio. So anyway, I got used to like, I knew how God interacted with me. I, I've always said like, I've never heard God's voice, but I've seen God move in my life. I, I've never, you know, experienced that type of interaction with the Lord, but I've seen his hand and, and I can look back and, and see where God moved and how, like, if he didn't orchestrate or compel me to to do a certain thing like that my life would not be the way that it is right now. And I can only attribute that to him and, you know, to him be the glory. Amen. But, um, basically <laughs> I reached out to my mom. She was praying about something in my life that I'm going to keep to myself because sorry, that's what we're doing tonight. And I prayed to her because I prayed, I asked her to pray for me because I knew that God interacted with her differently, that she does hear God's voice and and he moves in her life in a way that I admire and I needed that help. And so she was joining with me in, in prayer about something specific and uh, I'd been praying too and I heard nothing and for a while she heard nothing and then all of a sudden she heard something and it wasn't what I wanted to hear or at least what it what I heard was, was something, uh, 
what she told me was something I just didn't really know how to deal with. And it left me out of control in a situation that I already felt pretty out of control about. And so immediately that, that envious, um, bitter, frustrated, um, insecure Kennedy came out. Like, why did, why did God speak to you and not me? Why did, why did God say that to you and not me? I've been praying about this longer than you have. And, and I've been more, you know, like earnest and devoted to prayer than ever in my life. And, and I got crickets. There were some cool moments, but the thing I wanted, the answers that I wanted never came. And you got them. And I wasn't even mad at my mom. I wasn't. But I I ended up being just completely frustrated with God. And um, envy how it works. you're, You're noticing what somebody else has. And comparing it to what you have but you're kind of complacent or can you're not content with what you have you're you've taken what you have for granted and in it in and admiring and desiring what that other person has you you abandon what you have yourself and so that's kind of what happened i got in a little pissy fit with god and i was like you know what i don't want to pray anymore i don't want to read my bible i've been in numbers and I'm still in numbers and I just got to double digits a couple days ago and I'm a little embarrassed about that, but numbers is tough. It's way harder than Leviticus. And so anyway, I was like, I haven't been reading my Bible anyway, so I'm not going to even try to go back there and I don't want to pray because I'm tired of you and I'm frustrated with you. And it was not a good time. (laughs) It was not a good time at all. And I felt so far from him and I didn't even care. And guys, to be totally frank, like during that month of feeling freedom and then stepping out of that and the old dogs, the the wayward hands return and and I'm straying from him. I'm looking for answers in the wrong places, lust and masturbation and just sin. And um, and then I watched this podcast episode. Man, my voice just cracked. And then I watched this podcast episode um, from my favorite podcast. That's not mine. Um the basement, Tim Ross, and he had this guest on who had like all of the spiritual encounters that (laughs) I've never had. And I was just pissed off the entire episode. And Tim, the, the host Tim's had, he had one of the most practical outlooks on like a good 
Christian walk that I've ever heard in my life. It was equal parts spiritual and practical. And he killed me because I, I was at this point like, you know, the, the thing that the guy was, the guest was, you know, all about spiritual stuff and he just got engaged and I've been single my whole life. And so now it's a double whammy. It's the, the spiritual, the spirituality that I feel like I never had and the relationship that I still haven't found. And I'm just like, screw you, dude. I don't even want to listen right now. And uh, then Tim says, and I don't really remember what got him on that tangent, but he goes, it all starts in the prayer room. If the prayer room is right, then the bedroom's right. And he's talking about, you know, him and his wife. And for me, it was like my bedroom is, you know, when I struggled with pornography and in, in this long struggle that I've had, like, the bedroom is where I sinned. That was my my cave. That was where I I hid. That was my shield. Um, and I, um, for those who don't know, shield is another word for like like hell. It's the I could I could make my bed in shield. I could. I could uh, go to the depths, but still you were there with me. Like that's, it's a Psalm. I can't remember the exact passage, but it's this idea of I can, like, no matter where I run, God is, is there pursuing me. He's there with me. But anyway, in my, at my worst, that was where the deeds happened. And so you know, when my prayer life is right, then my bedroom is right. That's the freedom, right? I'm not even desiring the filth of my past. I'm not returning to pornography and lust and masturbation um, like a dog returning to vomit. I am, I am pursuing freedom and not turning back. But when the prayer life is out of, of whack, when the prayer room is defiled, so is the bedroom. But anyway, Tim was positive, so he said, the prayer room's right, the bedroom's right. If the bedroom's right, then the living room is right. The living room, his wife and kids, right? And if the living room is right, then the boardroom is right. That's like work, that environment. And if the boardroom is right, then the green room is right. The green room, for those who do not know, it's like in church, that's where uh, the pastor hangs out or the, the worship band hangs out before coming out sometimes or in between services, whatever. And if the green room is right, then the platform that God gave you is right. And so for him, you know, it's this progression and it wasn't, you know, as, as long as it took me to explain all of this, I feel like he took longer because he was like prayer room, bedroom, prayer room, bedroom, living room. And he's still like explaining all of the other things and ad-libbing. And then it's prayer room, bedroom, living room, boardroom, like he's doing all of that. And so I'm just sitting there. And it felt like God was kicking my teeth in, but it was so gentle and yet so convicting and so like, oh man, I've been wasting time frustrated, envious of other people's spirituality 
when God has done so much good in the space that I was in the month prior. And I had the sample size. Sample A, when I was praying all the time, life was good. There were some really hard things, but I saw Philippians 4, 6, and 7 come to life in real time. Don't be anxious about anything, but um, through prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Like, don't be anxious about anything. Well, that's kind of hard to swallow because anxiety is real. But hey, here's the actual answer. Pray to me. Be persistent. Be vulnerable. Throw everything on the table. Give everything you have to my feet. All of those burdens, those anxieties, all of those fears, lay them down at my feet. and Watch me give you peace that passes all understanding that no man can fully comprehend, but they will understand who gave it to them. They will know without a shadow of a doubt where it came from. I experienced that in real time. Scripture coming to life. God's presence. That was sample A. And sample B was life circumstances remaining the same. I turned 24. That was cool. But the anxieties, all of the things that that I was afraid of, the things that made me insecure, were rearing its ugly head, were rearing their ugly heads, rather. That freedom that I was experiencing slowly started to fade. God felt far, but the reality was that I was far from him because I was withholding myself from him. And it was like in Jonah at the very end when Jonah has finished and the Ninevites have been saved and, and, and he's bitter because God showed them mercy and grace. And, and he says, Jonah, does it do you well to be this way? And I'm like, Kennedy, does it do you well to be this mad at God for something that you're not like promised? <laughs> Especially when you've seen the goodness. Like, man, humans are so fickle, right? <laughs> but anyway, through that moment of conviction, and I come back and, and God, uh, I started praying again. And one of the things in the podcast was... Um, his, his the guest's name was Michael Tai, and Michael Tai is this Vietnamese dude who's really cool and has a beautiful story. And he talks, and he's like, you know, he doesn't talk like this. He was more like, you know, the Holy Spirit would just uh, he would just wake me up before my alarm, and I would be wide awake. And I was like, I guess, I guess this is time to spend with the Holy Spirit now. And so I would. That was kind of how his voice was because he was very soft-spoken and like <laughs> sexy sounding. It was, <coughs> it was like he was trying to seduce me with his voice. <laughs> no, it was very pleasant to hear. But um, I was just like, all right, whatever. Because I'd never experienced that or at least I'd never 
experienced or attributed my waking up before my alarm and being wide awake to the Holy Spirit. And so anyway, I repent, I repent, I pray that morning, Saturday morning, I pray that night, Saturday night. And then I set my alarm because I work for the church. And so 625 and I set my alarm for 625 and I wake up at 450-ish, wide awake. <laughs> and all I can think of is that video. And long story short, I just am like, all right, I guess, Holy Spirit, if this is you waking me up, I guess I'll listen. And so I acquiesce and I pray and I get ready for church. I spend some time in scripture and God, God moved in ways that I, I couldn't make up on my own. And I couldn't do on my own if I, and in less than 24 hours, God proceeded to move in ways in my life that I immediately attributed to him because of things that I had experienced, like watching that podcast episode and, and I just, my heart like melted <laughs> And there was so like there was just a really sweet moment that there was a really sweet moment that came from that. And guys um still didn't hear God speak, which was funny, but I saw him move. And like I usually don't say like I don't usually see God move in my life in real time. I usually retroactively see it i look back and i see his hand but this time i was i was seeing god move and how sweet like i i was just sitting there thinking god like you you brought me back because when i was returning when i was repenting it felt like the dog with its tail between its legs like I was embarrassed <laughs> because I was realizing like man like what I have with you is so good and I'm sorry that I've I've been wanting something else that I've been desiring other things and not out of like a pure place but just out of envy and I'm sorry that I left. And like the father in the story of the prodigal son, there he was waiting for me, giving me the banquet I didn't deserve, giving me intimacy and interactions with him that I didn't think were possible that I've never had before. And so guys, like, I feel like I had a direction I wanted to take this in before. And as I tell the story, I just want to say like, if you believe in Jesus or one day, like, come to believe in him, come to faith. It's so easy to get wrapped up in things that don't matter. And these things happen. You know, it's part of life, being a human on this side of eternity. Like, we're going to mess up. We're going to get 
like we're going to get it wrong. But what I love about this moment, um, I didn't necessarily grow up in an environment where it was okay to be frustrated, to pray and get annoyed and say, God, I don't even want to talk to you right now. But what I've realized in this whole space, God is big enough to handle that. He's He's big enough to handle your frustrations, your pissed off moments, those moments where you don't want to speak to him, where you don't even want to pray. Where you return to sin and make mistakes and remove yourself from his, his presence because the reality is he never went anywhere. But you're removing yourself. God, God's like, hey, when you decide to come back, I'll be here. When you're frustrated and you need a shoulder to cry on, I'll be that shoulder. When you need that hug, I'll be that hug. When you need my presence, I will give it to you full, fully, tenfold, <laughs> with overflow. And experiencing that and realizing that God is safe, not like... <laughs> He's a safe, like, place to be. He is, uh, you know, steady ground to stand on. And in that moment, I just realized, like, man, like, he is good. And he doesn't just, like, hang you out to dry. Like, he'll give you what you need to kind of restore your faith. And it was so sweet that he did that after, like, my repentance. Like, it wasn't like, oh, Kennedy's mad, so let me just show off real quick. It was like, no, come back home, and then I'll remind you of who I am. And that, that is, uh, that is sweet. Um, And I felt in that space that God gave me permission to be a mess, to be broken. And um, there's a song called Permission by Cedric Shy that literally says that you have permission to be broken. And I felt that. And I felt the restoration. I felt God put me back together, like call me back to him. I'm thankful for that. So, Nightly Musers, that is the episode for tonight. Um, we're back. The episodes are coming. We're going to finish the season strong. And um, I'm glad I could tell you that story. And I hope that it impacts you in some way. Um, shout out, Low Fly. 